great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him on Netflix, Iron Fist. You've seen him on The Walking Dead, actor James Chen. James, what's going on? Hey, man. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Good. How you doing? I'm great, man. Yeah, it's just uh, keeping up with uh, the hustle, the grind, the work, and, um, you know, just put, giving it 100% every day. Yeah. What's uh, what's new with you? Well, you know, it's been an amazing year. Um, Iron Fist came out a few weeks ago. Um, something that did recur in FBI, which is playing actually. Um, I think it's episode three is coming out tonight on CBS. Um, shot a guest spot for Madam Secretary playing a billionaire, um, and some comedy spots coming up in uh, next year, which is was super fun on uh, Broad City and The Last OG. And uh, doing some writing, man. You yeah. know, it just never stops. Keeping busy, huh? Uh, always, always. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I want the listeners to get to know more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? Well, I'm from Long Island, New York. Uh, small suburb, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too exciting over there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how was it growing up there? A little boring or... Um, you know, at the time, I think... I feel like most people uh, don't really can't can't really tell because they just don't know any better and that was that was my case you know i, I had a great a great time great childhood um uh i mean to be honest i was like i i, was, I would i would describe myself as like a, an athletic creative nerd um i loved um you know i loved playing like sports martial arts basketball tennis and um, but I was also down with my video games and um, crushing those crushing those homework assignments. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I loved my uh, my Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you? So your favorite games uh, on the Nintendo system? Yo, I was all in, into those fighter games, like Street Fighter, or kind of like quest fighting and questing, like Ninja Turtles, or um, like a. Um, like Shinobi, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, old school. What, uh, what was the one that was, uh, it was uh, a karate game, but it was like, it was pretty much you fighting another person, like in different dojos. Do you remember that game on Nintendo? Oh my God, that was like one of the first yeah, yeah. games. Was it, uh, was it called like Kung Fu or something? I think or it was, was it called... I think it was called Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, it was like, you were like 10 pixels yes, <laughs> of yeah. your character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh because my god, I, that was great. I, I grew up in the eighties, you know, nineties too, so it's like as soon as you said Nintendo, I'm like, oh my god, we could sit here and talk all day about old video games. Right, right. Remember like that absurd uh like the joystick console that, that they sold with the Nintendo? It was like the size of I guess an iPad. Oh yeah, yeah, with the big buttons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they make that for was that for Mario? Do you remember? I remember playing it. Uh, for Mario, like with yeah. my friends, like I, I actually didn't have it. I went to my friend's house and he had it, and um, he was his brother was so good. We would just watch his brother do all the cheats, like from level one one, you could like jump to five and from five to eight. So yeah. we would just like 
in like 15 minutes be facing off with Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, while you were growing up in Long Island, what uh, did you end up going to college after that? Oh, I know you went to Yale, am I right? I did, yeah. Um, that was uh, for grad school, but I went to Philly for, for college, for undergrad, um, from Long Island. So I lived in West Philly for about, uh, yeah, like four years of undergrad, and then I lived, I kind of lived and worked there after I graduated um, to pursue acting, because it wasn't, I didn't study it or major in it formally in undergrad. Yeah. So, um, but I found the Philadelphia theater community and just the city overall to be like, really awesome so I, I hung around and um i auditioned and i i worked as an actor and as like in food service um <laughs> before i uh, as i was getting ready to apply to to graduate school at yale and um that was that was three years up in new haven yeah. before I, I came to new york city yeah so like what made you pursue acting like what made you say like you know i want to get into acting that's a great question. I, you know, I, I always, I, I did not act growing up. As I said, um, I had an amazing, I guess you could say imagination, right? Like it was, I had a, I have a, have a, grew up with a sister and, um, like we would play well together. Um, I would play well with my, my buddies, but I would also just like have a great time, like entertaining myself with my own imagination. Like I would draw a lot. Um, and I feel like I, I would always like write imaginatively for any kind of a school essay. Um, and I always watched a lot of TV, a lot of cartoons, and I loved movies growing up. Like my, my, I would ask my dad to just buy me and my friend some tickets for the weekend, like movie tickets. He'd drop us off. We'd see like two or three shows back to back with video games in between. And um, something about just, like that way of life, it just, um, I don't know, it just really activated my imagination. And I don't know, maybe something about growing up in a pretty like chill suburban town, it was like super exciting to me to see, you know, to get lost in worlds that were very exciting and different and, yeah. and, and action oriented. Yeah. But um, yeah, it really wasn't until college that I had a chance to explore it extracurricularly. I, I did have a curiosity for it in in high school. And I think not even joking, it's just from something about like watching a lot of movies in the theater, but then watching like Jay Leno or Conan and all those talk shows and getting to see those actors talk about their life and their process and talk about character and just being super, I don't know, engaging and funny and interesting. Um, it was just like really fascinated me. So I explored it in college and I did a bunch of uh, theater shows extracurricularly in in college. So instead of um, like instead of uh, studying for midterms, I'd be like writing and directing plays. Or I actually I got an agent while I was in college, undergrad, just something locally. And um, I would be like planning out like this three step travel journey to go from like the subway to the bus to a cab to get to a location for this industrial that I shot. So um, kind of little by little, you know, yeah. in college, I, yeah, I kind of segued from extracurricular to, um, I guess, technically, that was professional, well, quasi-professional, because I was, I was earning money, but they were like, <laughs> they were really just like, 
industrials for like Bristol Myers Squibb or DuPont or something. So you mentioned, you mentioned movies. Like, what were some of the movies that influenced you growing up? I, oh man, um, Desperado, okay. Antonio Banderas. I remember seeing that pretty vividly. Remembering that pretty vividly. Um, um, I love like I was a big, huge uh, action movie fan. So like I loved the Die Hard movies. Okay. Um, yeah, man, I loved uh, one of the first movies I ever saw was actually like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was, like, I mean, as a kid, just this insane. I was like, what am I seeing right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like people and cartoons and cartoons turning into people and back and forth. But it was also like pretty super dark. Um, so that that was like definitely something early in my memory. Um uh, in my, I remember loving, kind of, you know, as I as I got got older, loving more like classic movies like Philadelphia or Shawshank Redemption, um, which really kind of locked in and caught my attention for what acting could be. Like that's when I really started to get amazed by what acting is, because um, they would just be so good, yeah. you know. And I guess just storytelling in general. Meryl Streep, I just kind of fell in love with her work. Wow, that's, I mean, those yeah. are you. Yeah, you picked some good movies. Oh, those were good movies. All the ones you mentioned, right? So, so how uh, about you, man? Do you have any faves? I mean, like I said, I, you know, I like I like a lot of '80s movies. You know, so people ask me, you know, I'm always saying, you know, like Back to Future or Karate Kid. Or oh like, my God! Or even like Die Hard, like you said, like. Yeah. No. Thank you for mentioning Back to the Future because, or Indiana Jones. You know, those yeah. movies are just. Oh, they're, they're like burnt into my. They like like established my reality for before you know before anything else, I, any travel I did. I mean, I mean, those are those are some movies like you know like you could be cooking in the kitchen, it could be playing in the background, and you know what's going on because you've seen it so many times. Right, right. But I mean, I gotta say, like Back to the Future, like great reference because I like everything about that movie is so iconic. Even the music and the little like musical motifs that they have yeah. like when something magical happens like Bloom. yeah you're right you're right and, yeah. I, and it's one of those movies like i hope nobody touches it try to do a remake oh my god yes please yeah i, I just could you imagine no no i just just, just <laughs> leave it the way it is <laughs> yeah yeah hands off <laughs> so uh what was uh your first gig that you landed when you got into acting um well out of Cool. Well, I guess my first ever gig, paying gig, was probably some local AOL commercial when I was in like, when I was like a junior in high school or uh, in college, I think, where I was, I just, I think I had sunglasses on and I was looking into the sun saying something like, whoa, look at that, for some regional AOL commercial. <laughs> but out of out of grad school, in New York City, it was a play, uh, an off-off-Broadway play that I did with some, um, God, I don't think I knew a single person in that cast or crew. Uh, but yeah, it was um, this very dark play called Five Kinds of Silence, and I, I played multiple characters um, in the East Village of New York, and that was great, like a black box theater. Do you enjoy doing uh, TV shows and movies more than theater? Mm, that's a good question. I uh, I guess it really depends on 
like the show and the role, right? Because like I, I love Shakespeare, you know, um, I really fell in love with it in school and just doing workshops and productions of that, like professionally and, and, and as a student. And it's just a completely different like kind of enjoyment and art form than, you know, working on a big TV set, which is super exciting as well, though. Like Walking Dead, it's kind of a special TV show because it's such a big production. You really feel like you're on a, a huge film set. Um, so something like that is really exciting or like on Madam Secretary that I just filmed, I got to play, um, this billionaire. So one of my toys was this awesome, uh, stock race car and we were just on the track all day and I got to wear a really cool, like a really cool snazzy tailored racing suit. So yeah, stuff like that is like really, really exciting. I, it's a hard question to, to answer. Um, but I will say, I guess like recently, you know, I've been, really just trying to ride the wave of like TV, TV work and TV roles. And, um, I'm, I feel like I'm just finding a rhythm and a, and a familiarity yeah. with that part of the industry. Yeah. In a way that, that, that is super exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I see theater here in New York all the time. Uh, You're asking me to pick children to choose between my babies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mentioned that, you know, you're on iron fist this season coming up. Tell us about your audition for that show. Oh man. So I had actually auditioned for that show once or maybe even twice before. Yeah. Actually I, I auditioned for Davos like for that first season and um, for season two, I had a, I had to put myself, I think I went into the room for one of those roles. Auditions went great, but just didn't go my way. And then this other appointment came through and I remember just being very busy. I think I was actually going out of town the at the day that I was supposed to have that appointment. So it was really late at night. Like my friend was over, I was helping her work on her material. And then once she was, we were done working on that, I was like, Oh wait, could you help me put this thing on tape? And it was just one of those kind of alignments where I didn't overthink it. And I just, I threw it up on tape. Like we we ran through it a few times and it felt, it just felt good. It felt like a really good fit. Um, And I had fun doing it. And I found out like I was put on hold for those dates and then I was pinned. And then maybe about three to four weeks later, just around the holidays, I found out that I, uh, I booked it. So, So yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your character, Sam Chung. Oh man. So Sam Chung, he works at the Bayard community center, uh, which is the community center in Chinatown and Colleen wing also, works and volunteers there and he is i would say like i i look at him as a really responsible stand-up uh guy who you know is really just looking out for the community trying to protect and look out for his own people um and uh he and colleen have a great rapport a great relationship and i try to help her out in any way that i can she's kind of on a quest when you go you know have a chance to stream the the series the season she's on a quest to find something personally meaningful to her um through the center and then I, I i help her out with that and then anytime you know when she and danny are like um kind of, there's a kind of a greater danger that descends onto china into yeah like new york city and chinatown yeah. and it kind of comes through our 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 our, our very innocent 
center there with innocent civilians. And so it's my job to make sure that the priority is keeping everyone safe, minimizing like the danger and the damage, um, but also helping Colleen and Danny, you know, solve this like emergency yeah. as they unfold, as these different kind of emergencies unfold. Do you enjoy filming in New York City? I do. I love it. Um, you know, I'm from Long Island, so and I've been living. I have lived in LA, and I've been by coastal and kind of been in New York for the most of my time out of school. And I really love it. It's just an absolutely beautiful city. Fallen in love with it. It was actually always a dream of mine to live in New York. Um, and the city has so much vibrant energy and all in all different neighborhoods that each have their own kind of characteristic. Um, and we were shooting those scenes we shot in, uh, I want to say, uh, Greenpoint, uh, Brooklyn, which, um, you know, is a great part of the city, a great town, it has great character. And yeah, it's just awesome to be able to like shoot yeah. where you live. So when you were a kid, did you read comics? So did you know anything about the Iron Fist? You know, I didn't. Um, I loved kind of old school Hong Kong Kung Fu movies. I loved action movies. I loved martial arts. Like I did uh, Wushu when I was in high school. Um, but I I wasn't a huge comic book fan per se. I, I loved to draw, so I kind of gravitated towards Spider-Man and X-Men, particularly Wolverine. So I would draw those guys and in ninth grade, for example, the ninth grade art project was to paint a mural on the wall. And I made this gigantic mural of Spider-Man. Um, but I, I know there are some like really, really, really dedicated uh, collectors and um, kind of connoisseurs out there. I, I, I wasn't really on that level. But, um, but I love kind of the surreal, larger-than-life, mythic kind of quality and like, style of of um, animation or yeah. drawing that comics have. Um, yeah, but it was a great kind of introduction to the the Iron Fist series and those characters that's through, through booking that show. Are you a fan of like the shows like on Netflix where there are only like, you know, 10 episodes a season where it seems like you can do your filming in what, a couple months and then you're done with that show? Yeah, like five-ish months, I guess, for a... 10 up season. Do I like that? Do you like that kind of work? And then you go on and work on a different project after that? I, I do actually. Um, it's yeah. I think it keeps things super interesting, super exciting and getting to work on new material. I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't, you know, I would great. I greatly look forward to the chance of like getting to continue to develop Sam Chung and constantly explore what he's about and, you know, different relationships that he may have with different characters on the show. That is super exciting too. And I kind you know, in the way that TV is very um, kind of the golden age of TV these days, because yeah. you can really explore characters, not just in two hours of a film, but in like 10, 20 hours of many seasons or more than that, maybe yeah. 30 hours. Um, that I think is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your time on The Walking Dead. I mean, I mean, how many? A lot of people watch that. You know, like you never hear people yeah. that don't watch it. Uh, yeah, tell us your about your time on that. It's really incredible, man. Um, so yeah, I play this character Cal, who 
uh, lives at the Hilltop community, and he's kind of iconically portrayed in the in the graphic novel as you know being a, a spear carrying guard. And um, I remember the first time I arrived on set there, uh, we shoot down in Georgia, outside of Atlanta, and they in like really like in the woods, and um, man, they built from scratch like what you see as Hilltop on TV. The the Walking Dead like production set crew they built that. I think it cost. I want to say it cost like. I was told like a one a couple one or two million dollars to make, wow. and uh, yeah, it was just absolutely massive. Like there was nothing there before. It took them like five five plus months to make, and um, it's just so incredible to look at. But it's all practical too. Like it, I climb up those ramparts to get on like that uh the walkway by the uh by the front gates the gates are practical they work like i'm that's me actually pulling them open and closed um that's those are all actual potted uh like gardens out there and um and the spears are all homemade too by production so just stuff like that and getting is incredible by itself but just getting to meet and work with amazing actors like you know like lauren cohen or alana masterson you know norman Reedus, just absolutely amazing and you know the creatives and the directors and the producers are just amazing collaborative wonderful people so it's just been a real gift you know i'm very honored to be a part of it how uh explain to the listeners about the whole the uh the walking dead family because i've had other uh cast members on and this is one question that my listeners have asked me to ask. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that refers to the fandom, the fan base of uh, people who love, watch, and support The Walking Dead all across the world. And they, it, I, it's hard to describe, you know, something about the show unites them all, unites us all as a, a very like loving, inclusive, supportive group of people. Like I'm, you know, tapped into conversations that people are having, tapped into and included in conversations that people are having on social media, whether it's like Twitter or Instagram. And, you know, they're, they're almost, they're, they just really, you just get the sense that they really care about each other. Like, of course, everyone is brought together for the sake of the show, but they're all just, having kind of conversations about life yeah. and supporting each other through life. Um, and often at a lot of these cons or that, you know, you go to for signings and stuff like that. A lot of people will drive cross country or come from different countries uh, and come in groups and to come to these cons or they'll come like multiple times to different cons. And so you'll see the same people there. And um, yeah, they're just, they just, it's just a great, kind of event and community that that brings people together and they're all like-minded and just super super warm and caring and just you know everyone has a great time have you uh have you done cons i've only done one smaller one that was in uh sonoya not too far from where we film and um that was more like a charity event uh for one of the here's an example of like this walking dead family um uh, Oscar, uh, his, he's a he's an artist from Michigan, but he makes some wonderful artwork um, about characters on the show. And he was nice enough to make 
a couple of pieces of art for my, myself and my character. And uh, he, so he organized this, he co-organized this event with another uh, kind of art at Walking Dead artist named Scott Spillman. And they hosted it at a bed and breakfast in Sonoy. And it was really wonderful just to get to, you know, be invited and to meet the fans and yeah. to sign, just to get a chance to, to talk and, and, and thank them really yeah. for their support. So I read online that you've done, uh, um, you narrated audiobooks. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh man. I, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really fun. Um, it's, it's a crazy way to like absorb and experience a book. Um, I never, I never really pursued that work. It just kind of fell and keeps falling into my lap. I remember that I was referred to my first project to a friend and the producers were looking for someone who could speak, you know, unaccented native English, but also speak at least a little bit of Mandarin, like, you know, well-pronounced Mandarin. And that was kind of exactly my skill set. Uh, that combined with the fact that kind of going back to Shakespeare, I feel like the rhetoric that you learn in Shakespeare really helps you narrate things with clarity. Um, but it's it's a lot of work. You know, you have to prepare the entire book. And if it has a lot of different characters, you have to distinguish their voices and points of view, but not to the degree that it sounds cartoony. Um and it's cool because you get to put on a director's hat as well yeah. uh, if you if you don't record it with a director because um, you get to kind of mm, interpret tone and pace pace the progression of the book as we go into different kind of phases and acts. Um, so in that sense, it's really awesome. It's stuff that you get to do that you don't normally have a chance to do in uh, in narrative, uh, like, you know, traditional, like, you know, uh, 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 TV acting where you're reading the third person narration, you know, yeah. like Elias was had like his face pressed up against the mic and <laughs> yeah. broke into a sweat. Would you, um, would you ever do a um, voiceover for like cartoons and stuff like that? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I would love to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm kind of, I'm going to be spending some more time in Los Angeles uh, coming up and that's definitely something I'm looking more forward to uh, uh, spending time in and pursuing because yeah. I, you know, as I said before, like I, I grew up watching cartoons and I feel like what's been really impressive in the last 10 or 15 years is watching, you know, Pixar animations or even like Japanese anime um, just to see how, like if they're really well done, those are incredibly powerful stories. Um, so I, I feel like kind of audiobooks is a real natural transition into that yeah. what do you think has been your biggest achievement so far oh movie? man that's a good question um huh. well i guess on one level it's like that fact that i'm still in it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such uh you know it's uh it's not it's not there's other it's definitely not the easiest thing out there that you could do but yeah. certainly one of the most uh, satisfying um you know, I did a film a few years ago, an independent film called Front Cover, written and directed by Ray Young. And it was a story about a uh, Chinese-American fashion designer who has to style an actor from China. Um, so the fashion designer is 
or he's more like a stylist. He's a uh, he's you know openly proudly gay, but kind of um, ashamed of his Chinese background, and he has to style this character that I portrayed, which was a a very proud nationalistic man from China who is in the public eye as as a successful actor, but he is in the closet, and by the the two of them have to kind of work together, meet and work together and get to know each other. And over the time of the movie that they know each other, they teach, they teach each other how to love the side of themselves that they hated, which I thought was just a really beautiful, well-told story. And obviously like, you know, personal to me, just because it's about Chinese and Chinese American identity. Yeah. Um, I had a real great time working on that because, you know, going to Yale drama, you learn a lot about, fundamentals of um character work like accents um pacing out of a scene script analysis and it was it's a lead part in the film so i felt like i really had a chance to kind of sink my teeth into that and use everything i learned um and i was i guess i was a uh, um i guess gratified that when i went to screenings of the film at different film festivals around the country and I was at these talkbacks people were like oh my god you are actually American I'm so sorry like I thought you were from China and you know when you work so hard to try to understand and get inside you know the skin the bones of of someone else you know to get that kind of feedback is really gratifying when did that movie come out a few years ago it came out I think a couple years ago yeah two years ago uh, yeah, it was on it was on Netflix for a time. You could probably find it on Amazon and iTunes okay. right now. Yeah, yeah front cover. Who Highly do, recommended. Who do you think has been your favorite character that you performed so far? Oh man, um, that one was one of them. The character I played in front cover. He was a okay. his name was Ning, N I N G Ning, for those reasons that I just described, but. I think Cal on The Walking Dead is really exciting because, you know, they put so much attention and detail into all of the little things that make him up, like the hair. Like I, if I come, like for my first episode shooting on a season, um, it'll take me like, an, take them an hour to get my hair just right. Hmm. It's a very particular haircut. It might be, I think I was talking to our key hair, uh, hair department, and um, she, I think she said that my hair was the hair that was the, took the longest to prepare. Uh, but she really put in the attention. And there was that, plus like the wardrobe department put so much detail into choosing the right, the right pieces. And they have like texture and they're rugged and they're functional and they're de-stressed. And on top of that, you're given these props that have all this attention to detail. They have that homemade, worn look as if it was something that these people had to kind of find and put together um, on their own and that they've been battle tested. So you put all those things together and it feels just, Oh my God, it just adds so much. You know, you hear actors talk all the time, just let me find the character's shoes and they can fall into it. And this is that and so much more because it just feeds you so much detail. Hmm. So that's been really awesome. All right, last question. What is a what's a fun fact that you want the listeners to know about you? Oh man, um, a fun fact. 
that I would like listeners to know about me is that I cook an amazing kale salad. Uh, to the point where it's like, if it's like, if it's holidays, like I'm br- I'm bringing that salad to your holiday party, and you're gonna and you're gonna love it, and we're gonna have a conversation about it because it's gonna be that good. <laughs> like, you're gonna remember it. <laughs> so, well, where can the listeners find you on social media? Well, I'm at James Chen NYC on Instagram, and on Twitter, I'm at James C Chen, which is also my website, James chen.com all right i want to thank you for coming on this was a blast oh my god dude thank you so much this is really fun all right